like to welcome everyone to another brand new episode of Talent Talks. Today, I'm joined alongside Nancy Whitehouse, principal of Whitehouse Advisors, a talent acquisition consulting firm that helps companies develop more effective strategies to recruit and retain its senior executives, resulting in outstanding leadership and true competitive advantage. Nancy, welcome back to the show today. We're really excited to have you back. Thanks, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be back with you. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since you and I talked, but, uh, you know, the first episode we had was fantastic. And this one is, uh, it's a really touching topic right now that, uh, you know, with the talent shortages that we're seeing right now and the unemployment rate being as low as it is, it's a really important topic that I felt we needed to address. And, you know, you're the expert that uh, knows it all. So we're really looking forward to this. Ah, uh, thank you. I agree with you. It is, and another reason is that um, candidates get more, more and more information now on companies before they interview. So they're armed with more questions and better questions. And since it is a candidate's market, they also have the opportunity to pick and choose where they want to go, especially the top performers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it is a very challenging environment. It is, and um, you know, it's gonna. Be can, like increasingly more difficult for firms to be able to find talent, and uh, companies really have to be able to learn how to retain and keep employees happy. So that's really what Absolutely. we're going to delve into today. Great. So, Nancy, first question: Why do people leave companies? Well, you know, there's a saying: people leave managers, not companies. Um, So I think a lot of it stems from um, how they are managed and who they are managed by. I think there are uh, poorly set expectations either by a recruiter or by a hiring manager that may have oversold the opportunity. Um, I remember when I was working for a client, um, one of the employees uh, said, well, you know, I, I had long conversations, but when I got here, it was like walking in day one and someone said, oh, didn't they tell you that we only speak French here? <laughs> and I thought that it's perfect that you don't always have the full picture. And unfortunately, when you don't know everything about a company and about the position and the management team, um, you know, you can walk into a situation situation where um, you're not the best fit for that particular role. Mm-hmm. Um, so a candidate who's not prepared for what the culture is really like or what the job really entails, um, and it's not what they expected, um, you know, is a good reason not to stay too long. I think another um, another reason is that there's minimal or there's no professional development or feedback. A lot of companies have started to move from yearly um, evaluations to ongoing performance assessments. And I think people like to know where they stand, um, regardless of the assessment tool per se, but they don't want to hear it once a year. Mm-hmm. They want to hear it on a continuous basis and if they're meeting the success criteria that's been established for that role. Um, I also think um, limited growth opportunities um, are are essential, especially for the millennials and um, the newer members of the workforce. They want to feel challenged. They want to feel productive. Um, and if they don't, it takes very little time for them to become frustrated and to leave. And, and I also think, obviously, work-life balance. You know, we've been talking about this for years and years. 
Um, but I do think that work-life balance has a lot to do with it. Um, so if that's not something that you buy into from day one, um, after a period of time, certainly it's something that becomes frustrating and um, just a kind of a, um, an understanding that maybe the company really doesn't value its employees or really doesn't understand what employees want. Yeah, no, that's uh, interesting points, Nancy. Just and I, I like how you brought up, you know, not adjusting to the culture. That's something you're, you're, you're seeing with new employees, you know, coming into big companies and just not being able to fit right in because they didn't expect what they were coming into. And if, if you're not comfortable while in the workplace, it's very hard to find yourself really enjoying going to work. And if you're not enjoying going to work, then you're not going to be productive. There has to be some playtime as well. Now, going into the next question, Nancy, what do top performers really want from their companies? It's interesting, Nancy, because money always was, you know, the the go-to decision maker. But um, right. you know, now it's it's more of uh, what can you offer me beyond a, a big paycheck? What what else is there for me? Can I grow? Can I enjoy the people? Am I going to be able to work with my managers or my you know the CEO? Am I going to be able to yes. learn under him, or if I'm just going to be thrown in a cubicle and told to do you know the same thing the whole day? Exactly. So. Bureaucracy that gets in the way of me being productive as an individual. Mm-hmm. I think that's you know that's also very important. Exactly. Now you've got to go to great lengths in order to keep these top talents. 
what is like a potential risk of having a retention with um sorry what is the risk of, by not having a retention strategy well i think high levels of turnover at regardless of level um, can have major impacts on a company and directly affect the bottom line. So when you lose talent and ideas within the company, um, you are there. And there are a number of things that get sacrificed. Number one, I would say, is the amount of time and um, money it costs to recruit and train, and the time until a new employee is productive and and is worth and their work is productive and and profitable, that's very expensive. Um, Another thing is that when your customers are affected by losing individuals, so for instance, if they have a strong relationship with somebody at the company, um, if they are, if that person is replaced, they have to bring that relationship back to square one. And that can affect, um, you know, gee, do I really want to work with this company because the last couple of people that I've worked with have left within a year's time. So now your working relationships um, are endangered. That's always something you got to fear, um, you know, letting go of, um, you know, top talent is, you know, all the skills and knowledge that they've gained. They're just, you know, giving it up and it can easily land in a competitor's hand. And now they know everything about the company they were just with and they can give it to the competitor and say, here's what they did. Let's do it better. Absolutely. Well, final question, Nancy. Do you see retention being easier or more difficult in the coming years, especially with the use of automated technologies and AI in the future? It's a very good question. I think the companies who are smarter will jump on the AI and and, um, technology to support the different tools um, and to use different tools in general um, to really help their employees do better jobs. I think the companies who don't jump on it are going to be the ones who find it harder and harder. Because again, when you talk about a talent, um, rather a a retention strategy, um, I think that talks to a company that's really thinking about its employees, wants to get the best out of them, and um, wants to enable them uh, with the most uh, success generating tools possible. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I think um, if you're not being inventive or creative um, about benefits or about how to challenge people or um, how to build relationships between employee and manager, um, if you don't take the um, onboarding opportunity and orientation to build and to start to build that re- positive working relationship, that's going to be tough to keep employees if they don't feel they've gotten the right tools from the beginning. And um, I think open communication and feedback, you know, you really have to um, be be talking to other people about what they're doing to keep their employees, read a lot about it, um, have demonstrations from different companies that offer these tools. Um, just to become educated into what would work for your particular company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's just something kind of how we were talking about earlier, Nancy, uh, how companies just have to kind of keep changing and, um, you know, you can stick to the script and 
keep uh, you know th- the tradition going of how the company's been for years, but uh, how rapidly things are changing now in the time that we're going into, it's uh, crucial that a lot of firms look outside the box and uh, what are other companies doing? What what can we do to you know stay alive? Well, that's all the time we have for you today. Nancy, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me and, you know, talk about this amazing topic. You know, I think this is going to be another fantastic episode and it's going to be really insightful to all hiring managers and CEOs, CFOs who are making these changes right now and getting your insights is really going to benefit them going forward. Great. Well, I certainly appreciate the opportunity to do that. And as always, it's been a delight talking to you. For Hunt Scanlon Media, I'm Andrew Mitchell, along with Nancy Whitehouse. And this is Talent Talks.